bless you. Welcome to the Expressive Boys Podcast. God bless you. I'm your bad boy, Expressive Boy, Brandon Thomas, Dive and Ollie. I'm your cute boy, Expressive Boy, Caleb Tegler. Um, this week, Caleb's hitting us with the first topic. Um, we're going to go back to, back to class. We're going to talk about some books that we read, and we're going to do a quick summary from memory. And uh, We haven't read any of these books in uh, years. If at all, on yeah. my end, yeah, me too. Uh, second topic this week is going to be based around a uh, a viewer's and listener's suggestion on what song to break down. So we're going to do that, and it's going to be a good one. Buckle up, strap on in, you're in for a bumpy, bumpy ride. Before we jump into the topics... I have two things I want to say. Do you have anything specific you want to talk about before? I'm trying to think, you know, what was my week like this week? I had a big old nasty um, debacle at work. Won't go into detail. Also, I texted you this last week. I feel like it's important to say um, now that we're getting so much traction. Oh, so much traction. Just insane amount. Um, it's important for that. Yes, we both work at Blue Bottle Coffee Company. Uh, none of the opinions oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the stories or whatever legal jargon you have, none of it reflects the company. Okay. Personal opinions here. Um, I just felt like that's important yeah. to say. No personal opinions. None easy, of it reflects the company. None of it reflects It's easy to focus it. on the negative. Right. But right. It working both. Of, okay. We both work there. Yeah. And it's allowed both of us to make, I, I think I can say it's for you. Make more money than either of us have made. It's true. In our lives. It's true. Which is great. Yeah. Um, we love going to work. Right. We look forward to it. Yep. We enjoy the people we work absolutely. with. Absolutely. We enjoy the people above us. Correct. We enjoy the people below us. That's absolutely true. Um, it's a great place to work, but great place to get coffee. Yeah. More so, than anything. Uh, you should go there. Um, and if there's any sort of fun stories that we might share, doesn't reflect the heart or nature of Blue Bottle as the company itself, you know, we just focus on the funny, goofy nonsense let's, that takes place. That's all there let's is. Let's say to this it. to be safe. Okay. If if there's any stories on here that could get us in any legal issues, mm-hmm. just know mm-hmm. they may or may not have been true. Correct. That's a safe yeah. bet. Yeah. That's a safe bet right there. Yep. Well, how do you know it's true? So just know every story we know? tell may or may not podcast. be true comedy podcast yeah. how do you know we're not just making goofs up you know what i mean good point caleb god mm-hmm. bless you for that um i i'm trying to think here i'm trying to write rack through my brain i honestly again outside of just normal work chaos that take, took place this week i don't have any i don't know if i'm just getting jaded to normal san francisco living at this point to where i'm like i i how our, many our how many won. homeless men our team one that's Exactly spoilers, true. Sorry, spoilers. spoilers alert for uh, the team one on a Friday night. This is yeah. released on a Monday. Spoilers. They won. Uh, they're going to make it to the, uh, the, the San Francisco Warriors. That's correct. Uh, but Kayla, let me ask you this. How many homeless man bottoms have you seen this week? You're, are you kidding? Yeah. No, no, no. Two. Okay. I think that's probably about the same for me. Yeah. Two, maybe three. Um, I feel like I might be getting jaded to the city now. That's not worth a conversation. I'm out half the time too. <laughs> exactly I don't know right. if that means I'm jaded, but I don't. I feel like I feel like that's normal now. I city feel like that's living. not. Uh, what, you you want to listen to that viewer? Like you want to listen to that? Like 
it's everyday life. I can bring it up. I'm sure every week we can talk about it if you want, but I don't know. I feel like that's just kind of what we do now. <laughs> we just see a lot of bare bottoms out here in these streets. And I'm not mad. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I don't want to, if that's what's coming across, I'll take it back. I'm, I'm thankful not complaining. If anything. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, if that's a shock and awe to the listeners, buckle up, baby. Cause <laughs> let me tell you what, that's, that's elementary. Around this, around these streets here, um, I seen a lot of a lot of bottoms this week. But outside of that, that's kosher. We're 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 sitting pretty. Um, so there's something that I want to bring up from last week. Last week we read our tweets because we think we're funny, right? Right. And listen, we worked hard. Yeah, we work hard. We work hard. We worked hard. And I, I don't think I got a single follow. I didn't this get week. not not a one. <laughs> I think I think that's just something we let die in the and grave. And so, as much as we're thankful for you, the listener, you got to admit that's that's a you took an L on that one because we got Z, or maybe we took the L. No, we definitely took the L on that one. But you forced us to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an L. Like you, so, you dagger in the heart. We're not mad. We're not mad. We're, we're just, just disappointed. disappointed. Exactly. Say it one more time for the people in the back, Brendan. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. disappointed. Okay. It's fine. At, we get at it. Caleb Life's get, life gets busy. You're listening to this on the commute. We don't want you to be unsafe on the road. Mm-mm. Pull going, over. Yeah. <laughs> be responsible. Don't pull over. <laughs> and make sure you're going to Twitter and following us on there. You can listen to the last episode to get all the details behind that. We're yeah. not mad. We're just disappointed. disappointed. Um, I didn't get a single follower. What's your... Twitter user? My Twitter name. Um, and it's super simple. It's super simple. Beat all Holly TTV, all one word. <laughs> say it slower. Beat, beat all Holly TTV, all one Perfect. word. No problem. Mine's Caleb Tegler. That's C A L E B T E G E L E R. All right. This is, we're going to breeze through this because this means nothing for our podcast, but I told you about this. I want the world to know. Um, I, Nick Merckx, this uh, professional Fortnite player, I tweeted him at one point. Mm hmm. Uh, I just said like, I, I tagged him in a tweet where I was basically saying, Hey, like love going on uh, YouTube and watching old videos of guys like Nick Merckx, Ninja, Shroud, Dr. Lupo and all these guys when they were video game boys, video game boys, all video game boys. Were, and I basically, my tweet was like, I love watching them when they were in there like years ago and then seeing where they are now. I'm like, it's yeah. really inspiring. Um, and then I told you this, Caleb, Nick Merckx blocked me. Like, congratulations, Brandon. That's actually a really big deal. Yeah. That means he went to your account. He had to have, right? That's pretty impressive. But, dude, at the same time, I'm like, were you harassing him? No, no. That's the thing. That's the only thing I ever said to this dude. No, that's it. Just the one thing. I only added him once because I, you listen to the last episode. I'm very new to Twitter. I'm not going around like just blasting people on Twitter because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I just hit the boy up on one post and say, I love watching this dude. And that was it. The only thing that made me think Here he blocked me. Here the we only go. thing that made me think he blocked me was the fact that he liked it and then noticed I had TTV at the end Beat of my a name. Beat a Holly TTV? Beat a Holly TTV. That's just like the Twitch, Twitch TV. TV. Exactly right. He's a streamer. And follower. so it was like, I, don't, I, you know, I would hate for Nick Merckx to feel like I was promoting something that I wasn't like, it's not that big of a deal. It's yeah. not, oh, I have 80 followers, maybe, right? Like not that big of a deal. Um, Once so again, all this to say, thank you so much. I don't mean to brag. I'm just saying that's just yeah. where it's at. This is my life now. Um, I, I think all this to say, I need to get to the place where I probably just need to change my Twitter handle. But yeah. until then, go ahead and follow us, 
Beat all ATTV and Caleb Tegler. And we have an Expresso Boys one, just at the Expresso Boys. Super simple. Super simple. Um, Easy peasy. I have one more update. You know our girl, Linda. Oh, God bless Linda. God bless Linda. Okay. And this one made me mad. We talked about her the oh, first wait day. A minute. The first two, I was just frustrated. Yeah, just yeah. annoyed. This is the next level. Now I'm mad, okay? okay? Now I'm angry. You don't want to see me. When I'm angry. Can I hit you with this story before you go into Linda? Because I know yeah. Linda's going to top this story. Yeah. It's just a brief one. Um, thank you for your permission. By all means, Brendan. Um, you're, you're 25% of this podcast. Thank too. you. Um, so I had this lady that came in today. Don't remember her name. Probably for the better. Uh, she came in. She And she looked. Again, we don't stereotype people on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's not our business. But. Oh. When we see so many Careful. different kinds of people, Careful. we definitely Careful. notice that there is a sort of person that you can just tell is going to be a difficult guest. Is that oh, too much? No, no, I get that. Yes. Right. So you can just tell they're going to be a little bit of a difficult, difficult guest. Usually moms. Typically. Um, so this woman, a little older in years, uh, she comes up to the counter and I don't remember the first words she said, but immediately threw me to that, that mindset of like, all right. I just got to turn it on yeah. right now. No matter what, I got to turn it on. And so she goes off and she starts saying, what kind of, like, I want a latte. 185 degrees. I want it to go. My name is this. Got it. Heard. On the way. And she said, what kind of milk do you have? I'm like, we got whole, we got non-fat, low-fat, oat, almond. What do you want? We got you covered. Mm-hmm. Whole milk. Otherwise, everything else is just garbage. I'm like, all right. Again, and I'm making it sound playful. The way that she said it, a little aggressive. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, perfect. Just playing into that type. I'm like, all right, got it. Whole mix the way to go. She said 185 degrees. And she didn't say I'll send it back like Michael Scott. But it was would, implied. But boy, oh boy, was it implied. So we get to that, we get to that point. My like 185, I got you. No problem. Get the thermometer. Bro, I'm she my, my sweet boy Danny Dip on 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 bar that morning, steaming that milk, curdling in that thing. Mm-hmm. And he takes it off the steam one. She looks over to Danny. And she, she says, that looks like 120 degrees. Now, mind you, She's I've never seen it. it. Yeah, no, no, no. I've never seen anyone be able to see the temperature of anything. Yeah. But she said, that looks like 120 yeah, for degrees. For the people who don't know, 180 is hot. Yeah, that is. We do like one, what, 145. Yeah, 145. And that's like, mm-hmm. I can't get much. I can't hot hang to on to that. Yeah, I can't yeah. hang on to that much more longer. She looks at this. She says, that looks like 120 degrees. And I'm like, okay. Why don't you dip your tongue in there and tell me if it's 120, all right? And she goes, you wouldn't be able to hold on to that if that was 100, uh, 180. There's no way that, that would happen. And so uh, I'm like, you know, no worries. No, got you covered. I literally go into the back. I get a thermometer and we dip that thing in there. It's 160 degrees. Oh. And uh, she's like, that's fine for now. Tomorrow, make sure it's 180 degrees. And we're like, heard chef. Got it. <laughs> yes, chef. Dialed in. Boy, oh boy, was that an encounter. But I'd like to say this. It was not 120 degrees, so yeah. she was wrong. <laughs> let alone, yeah. So you win. Let the record show you still can't see heat uh, to a certain degree. What is degree. she, a bird? Must be. So anyways. What are we doing here? Samantha just offered me a, I'd guess, six-hour-old sandwich. In the That's middle of recording, of all things. A like ten hour old sandwich. Is there no I will, is there no honor nor respect towards the Expresso Boys podcast? <laughs> you just go ahead and interrupt with a six old six ten hour, ten hour old sandwich? Linda. Alright, back to Linda. Um 
So she comes in. I recognize her right away. I'm on milk. I'm like, I got this. Yeah. Every time I've every time I've made a drink for her, there's some kind of issue. She Always. brings every time. So I'm like, this is the one. I'm nailing it. Right. Getting it first try. She's not gonna have any issues. Not today. Get the cup. Yep. Pour the drink. As you would. Make it nice and hot. Perfect yep. temperature. Fill that boy to the brim. Tip top. Last time she sent surface it back. tension and everything. Surface tension. So she takes it. She sips it. She walks away. She puts a lid on it and she leaves. I'm like. I did it. Wrap it up, boys. We did it. Let's go home. Yeah, I did it. And it's only 9 a.m. It's going to be a good be a day. day. Right? And then about, I'd say a minute and a half, two minutes later, no, I see her walk no, back in. Oh, I no, know. She no, she oh, I know something's wrong. No, she doesn't. She comes up to me and she had the audacity to say, it tastes watery. I mean, for those who aren't aren't here in person, I can't even make eye contact. I don't want to say that I was rude to her, <laughs> but I said, well, it's milk and espresso. And she said, well, it tastes watery. And I said, I'll remake that for you, Linda. And so I remade the drink exactly as I made the other one. And she took it and she said, well, that's better. Oh, and she left. <laughs> Did she, what, was there indication of any of the other drink? Pardon? At the, the first drink you made? What about it? Did she bring it back? Oh, yeah. She brought it back and she left it. She's not drinking Did you like her. see how much was left in that? Was it that- was only like a little bit gone. She wasn't, she wasn't <laughs> playing us like that. But oh, was oh, like boil, steaming boil, inside. Boil, hotter boil, than boil. that 885 degree milk. Do you, was there, now, Caleb, you're in a really, I want you to, you're in a really safe space. Yeah. Okay. With yes, me. Okay. Was there anything inside of that? Maybe like, you know, maybe were you cutting some corners on that 16 gram yield? Brandon, I'm looking you right in the eye. Okay. I'm telling you, I gave her the perfect shot of espresso. Milk steamed to perfection. I'd have served that. I would have served that drink. And I'm not exaggerating. I'd have served that drink to Mr. Barack Obama himself if he walked in those doors. That's how perfect that drink was. (laughs) I'd have had no shame giving it to Mr. Barack Obama. What's going on with Linda? I told you last week, and I'll tell you again, it's a power move. It's got to be, dude. There's it's just got to be. That's what tees her up for the rest of her day. Yeah. She has to be a CEO somewhere. She can't just no, be no, no. walking I think it's the, the opposite. Streets. I think she has a terrible, okay. terrible life, and she, that's a little <laughs> bit of control she has. I don't want to give her the credit of being a CEO. Twitch is right down the road. I don't know. Maybe she's like- Never the, seen her in a purple shirt. That's true. They love those purple shirts. They love purple shirts. <laughs> Do you see Twitch people coming there? Yes. I'm working in the wrong building. I'll network for you. Please do. Next time, I'll network Please for do. you. Hey, my friend, uh, he likes you. <laughs> Is that good? He likes you. My friend you. likes you. <laughs> he wants to do something successful for yeah. you. Oh, you might know my friend. He has a Twitch account. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump right into our first topic yeah, 15 minutes do. in. <laughs> now let's jump right on in. Um, Brandon, I don't want to brag. But I've read a book. But I'm smart, okay? And do you know how I know I'm smart? I recently read a book. Recently? And by recently read a book, I mean I read the first chapter of a book recently the other day. Oh. The other day is actually surprising to me. Yeah, like three days ago. Nice. I read the first chapter of um, Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up. It's very good so far. Not more than (laughs) chapter. (laughs) Bet it is. That's usually where they hook you. Yeah, first chapter is always the shortest. Um (laughs) And so I know what I'm talking when it comes to literature. Right, right, right. Okay. And it brought me right back to my good old days in high school. 
Mm-hmm. We read all sort of books in the English reading. What's it called? English reading, mandatory English? reading class book. Um, literary mandatory reading class books is what uh, one hundred one. What is it called? I feel like there's something. It's not just literary English. standards. Literature. I don't know, dude. Well, I didn't pay attention. Everybody reads books in high school, and so I thought I've been gradu. I graduated high school two thousand sixteen. Brandon, when did you graduate? Uh, I graduated high school in two thousand and ten. Um, barely, but I did it. Congrats. Thank you. Oh, I'm congratulating you a lot. Thank you. It's a big episode for me. It's a big episode for you. Um, so I thought it'd be fun if we went and we, we did a couple, uh, literary book requirement, high school books. We read one oh one summaries okay. from memory. And it's been, I'd say what, nine years for you since you graduated. Yeah. Three years for me. And nine years from when. I was a senior and yeah. I feel like senior year, really, they just sort of let you get by with just doing whatever you need to like. So I'd say probably closer to 11 years to yeah. where someone told me if I don't read a book, it's going to affect my future. And let me ask you this. Did you read most of those books? No. Heavens to Betsy. No. Yeah. Same. I did a lot of spark notes. Mind you, I did just look up on Google. Express Boys brought to you by Google. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to figure out what that name is, that class. Cause you know what I mean? Like it's not just English. There was something to it. You know what I mean? There was like it's just uh, English one. Was there something? I feel like there was something. Anyways, I looked it up and I typed in, in Google English class where you read books, mm-hmm. nothing productive yet, okay. but I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Keep looking on that. We'll get our team. Yeah. Um, so I, I have four books here. Um, we've, we are both familiar with these books. He's going to try to summarize two. Yeah. I'm going to try to summarize two and I'm going to give us a one minute timer. Good. Okay. Um, so here we go. Brennan, you're going to start. Good. And I'm ready. Your book and you can't start till I say go. Okay. Get your hands off that computer. I, I don't want you Googling anything. The spark knows here, huh? Your book is the great Gatsby. All right. Easy. They made a movie on this one. F Scott's Fitzgerald. Ready, set, go. So I'll have you know right off the get. Uh, this is strictly off based off of the Tobey Maguire and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. And that is it. I swear to God, I bought the book. Swear to God. Also, I never actually opened it. Yeah. Because I wanted well, to own I, it. I read one chapter. I wanted of a to book. own it. You know what I mean? You like you want to be one of those guys that owns that book. And you just say, like, I've gotten through it and it's great. So here's what I understand. Essentially, what this this book was about AKA what this movie was about was this rich man who wanted to throw all these great, great parties so they can feel attention and feel love. But yet that's, so there was something inside of him deep, deep, deep down inside where he couldn't feel, um, that, that connection to out to other people, but he was so wealthy that he could just throw these extravagant, extravagant and wild and crazy mm-hmm. parties specifically with Toby McGuire, yeah. um, involved. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he just couldn't do it. But I don't remember the ending. Uh, I think at some point someone dies. I think maybe it was a girl that dies. Spoilers, but spoilers. Sorry, it's in one minute. That was it. That was it. Holy you moly! Pretty this good. Is a power. Like, all right. I got. I got the first. You got through the first first couple six chapters. minutes of the movie. So that's good. <laughs> if you had nine more minutes, I think we could have gotten to the third act. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what the movie's about or what it's about? Do you want a summary? I would love a summary. Yeah. Okay. Nick Carraway, a young man from Minnesota, moves to the big city of New York in the summer of 1922 to learn about the Bond business. Nick's next-door neighbor in West Egg is a mysterious man named Jay Gatsby who lived in a gigantic 
gothic mansion and throws extravagant parties every Saturday night. Hey, Ooh, nailed that's it. pretty good. That's not bad. Was Jay Gatsby, was that um, Gatsby Leonardo? Was Leonardo? Or was that Leonardo? And so Nick was, um, what's his name? Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire. I don't think I've seen the movie, if I'm being honest. I, I don't know if it's actually Tobey Maguire either. <laughs> but it feels like it should be. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a good um, person to cast for that. Let's see right here. It is... Yeah, it is Toby McGuire. Nice, nailed yeah. it. So let me just let's just for the view for the listeners out there, um, you didn't do a very good job of explaining what the whole book was about. <laughs> but I think I did a really good job of explaining the first three minutes. So if we're going off of points, no, I'm giving you, one. This, we're point. not doing points. We're doing grades. Whoa, because we're in high school, baby. Yeah, we are. Welcome. I can give you a A minus. I'll take it. That's probably the best grade I ever got wow. in high school. Brandon, this is a big episode for you. This is really big. Really big episode. I'm kind of killing it. Um, Dude, I don't want to brag, but I'm kind of killing it. I'm kind of killing it. All right. So you have a book now. Yes. Um, in this very, very popular book of yours. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. In parentheses right here. And I don't have a summary in front of me. I just okay. have a list of English books and you can check if you want. But it says the title is Romeo and Juliet. And then in parentheses, paperback. Oh, so this is not the hard. This is not the hardback. Not so the there's hardback. gonna be some differentiating yeah. that I want you to really capitalize I, on. Yeah. So okay, let's just be judge honest. me off of that. I will, and I will make sure that is this. I do know the difference between the two. So okay, please cool. keep. Let's be honest. Um, I you have one one minute, and I will start your timer. Okay. Uh, that timer uh, begins now. All right. So, in Romeo and Juliet, the paperback version, we have two families, and they don't like each other. We have, uh, and I might be wrong on the names. I don't know for sure. We have the Leonardos and the Caprios. Correct. Is that it? That's it. Okay, cool. Perfect. 100% right there. Right. The Leonardos, Leon, Juliet Leonardo. Sure. And uh, what's his name? Romeo Kaepernick. <laughs> he, he is, they love each other very deeply so and there's a really fun scene on a balcony um where they show that and i watched that in english class and my teacher didn't know how to turn off the projector um and so during this film they love each other the family say no no seconds. no, you can't date and then at the end spoilers it ends up that they uh juliet romeo thinks juliet dies so he kills himself but then she wasn't dead so she wakes up and then she kills herself because they love each other so much and the families learn to love each other too or maybe they all kill each other i don't remember one minute honest to god yeah a plus wow Thank what am you. i gonna what what details do i need to fill yeah. in in the books by harper lee you got the Leonardo's, you got the dicaprio's in there <laughs> the kaepernick's <laughs> I don't see what you need to do to, to change that in. When I look up Romeo and Juliet on Wikipedia, what's the first image I see is Romeo necking with Juliet on a balcony. Checkmate. I watched that scene and remember it well. <laughs> it stuck with me in a weird way. Well done. And that was uh, the time I realized I uh, loved uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, that was it. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Then Inception sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's my next book, Caleb? Your next book is To Kill a Mockingbird. And I, <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint here. Okay. Please. This is not the Hunger Games book. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> here we go. Your minute starts now. So To Kill a Mockingbird. Opening scene. The camera pans 
to an open field. The sun hits the the field. I'll be honest with you. I've never read this book, mm-hmm. nor have I think this was the one book in high school that I specifically did not read. Uh, not out of any sort of spite, not any sort of uh, thing. But from what I remember, to Would Kill you like a Mockingbird. To no, 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 no. Um, from what I remember, To Kill a Mockingbird was basically about a uh, a guy that like didn't want. He was like a kid. He didn't. He was gonna like. But he um, there was something about like. To, uh, he it was like a negative thing almost. So this is a big book, famous book, popular book. Um, There was a couple of small movies about it, but maybe if you gave me something like, um, uh, what was that one dancing movie that they made? Um, Grease. Almost like Grease. One minute. What's that? uh, Stay Golden Pony Boy. Maybe if you give me that book, that I do well on. But this one, I'll be honest with you, Caleb, I don't remember (laughs) anything about this book. So is my minute done? Your minute's done. All right, cool, cool. To Kill a Mockingbird, um, Scout Finch lives with it, her brother, Jem, and their widowed father, Atticus, in the sleepy Alabama town of Maycomb. Maycomb is suffering through the Great Depression, but Atticus is a prominent lawyer, and the Fitch family is reasonably well-off in comparison to the rest of society. That's a quick summary, and I think you nailed it. I think, honestly, <laughs> I did pretty good. I think you said like three of those words during <laughs> yeah. that minute, so I'm yeah, going to give you an A-plus on that. Nice, dude. It's like, high school is easy. Listen, kids, yeah. stay in high school. It's easy. That's why you should. That's it. If it ever gets hard, quit. Done. <laughs> high school, easy. Stay. Done. Hard, get out of there. And you know it's easy because uh, we both graduated. No problem. All, All right, right, what's your next book? My last and not least important book is Lord of the Flies. Lord? Oh, you know what? This one I would have nailed. And I, Okay, I, before we get started on the summary, I want to tell you I read this book in high school and I remember my English teacher saying, don't you read that in middle school? Oh. And I said, not nerd. me. Not me. I read this in high school. Um, real quick, The Outsiders. Did you ever read that one? Mm-mm. Stay Gold Pony Boy? No, I never read that one. Couple of the uh, blue, the blue jean white shirt boys fighting the, the blue popular Hawaii jocks. movie with you Elvis. You know what I'm saying? No. You don't remember that one? I don't remember that Classic one. Classic flick. I don't remember that one. More, again, Breakfast mainly Club. remember... The movie, not the story. Is my minute up yet? It is up. You're done. Thank you so much for participating. That's All right, we got B. one more. We got one more. All right, Lord of the Flies. Lord Ready? of the Flies by William Golding. Uh, well, uh, hard or paperback? It was paperback as well. Got These it. are all paperback Richard. versions. <clears throat> Tell me when to go. Ready. Um, Do you sorry. have your minute timer? Come on, Brandon. Right, ready, 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 set, yeah. and go. All right. Lord of the Flies is about a bunch of, a bunch of boys, little boys, sweaty boys, um, and there, I think there was a plane crash or something like that. It was a Boy Scout troop, maybe. Yeah. And the scout leader died, probably. And uh, so it was just these boys, and they had to survive. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about, like, uh, a talking stick or maybe something like that. And it has a pig's head, maybe. Okay. Or a boy's okay. head. Uh, and I don't remember the names, but there is a chubby one. I know that. And... All these boys are trying to survive and it gets very graphic. And I believe they, sorry, thick boys. And I believe a lot of them die because they kill each other uh-huh. and there might be cannibalism, but I watch a lot of survivor man. So I could be getting that confused with something else. I do know he drinks, um, elephant fecal matter at one point, sure. but I think that's survivor man once again with less Stroud and, uh, bear Grylls is another, and mo- that's one minute. Oh, shoot. I was just Gosh, getting to the good right part. Getting into the meat of it, huh? <laughs> Um, 
This is like when we tried not to say um. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I think he did really well. Okay. Uh, based on what I have in front of me here. But also, most importantly, based on the very little memory I have of it, I think he did really well. Yeah, and that's the and fun part is that we judge part. each other off of our memories. Right, and neither right. of us know this. Now, again, I think a lot of this is based off of a movie, less about the, the book. But let the record show, I think more often than not, the movie captures the book way better than the author ever yeah, intended. Yeah, name a time when it didn't. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> name a time. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I thought. You can't name it. a single one. Thank you. Um, I remember there was this one time I was hanging out with my buddy Dre and, um, uh, drop I, name drop. And, uh, we, I went over to his house for the first time and I don't remember if, I don't know if you remember this when you're in elementary school, but like going over to your friend's house for the, a sleepover for the first time. Yeah. Big step. Mm-hmm. Is that the same kind of feeling you had? Like parents had to go over and meet it was the a family. Process. Yeah. Like, it was a thing. Right. So who's this friend? It was like, it was a big deal. And then like, I feel like there was an unnecessary pressure that the, the hosting friend had to have. Got to pick the right PJs. Oh boy. Oh boy. Was this night like, if there wasn't a, a spreadsheet of like, this is what we're going to do tonight. Game over. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of pressure there. Anyways, I remember uh, one night I was hanging out with my friend Dre. We were sleeping over. I was sleeping over at his place. And, uh, I think I was in like third grade and, I remember this movie because there was a scene I remember partic- like in particular that there was one kid that was running on the beach and had like a torch in his hand or whatever and he was running on the beach but like another group of kids further away didn't didn't know what it was and they were like all spooked in their head like it's a monster kind of mm-hmm. thing if I'm again going off of a movie that I saw when I was in third grade so yeah. cut me some slack Caleb mm-hmm. damn it so I, the kids, you know, get all crazy and they literally killed a kid because they were freaked out when he actually showed up. And is that like, this ah, movie? This is a movie. Wow. Lord of the Flies. And so how, you summarize it. You did a better right. job than me. I had one scene. Third, I was in third grade. I was in third grade. This is what happened at my friend Dre's <laughs> house. I didn't say any of that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I <laughs> didn't should remember that. that part. Uh, but then at the same time, I remember us cooking bacon on the stove in third grade in third grade. <laughs> Wow. I understand now why his dad came out at like probably what was realistically probably like 10 o'clock at night, but it felt like one or two in the morning yeah. as a third grader and very upset that we cooked bacon on the stove. Yeah. Um, I understand that now at the time it didn't make a lot of sense to me because I was like, we cooked a really mean slab of bacon. <laughs> you want a slice? My God, the amount of spice about. we put on this thing was ungodly, but boy, oh boy, did we think that was the best. Oh dude, we were just drenching that thing deep <laughs> and it was a good uh, time. Um, but anyways, I think, okay, back to it. Lord of the flies, Caleb's edition, uh, paperback version mm-hmm. again, killed it. Wow. I was, this isn't even fun. Cause we did such a good yeah, job. We did such a, such a good job. Sorry. Um, you're just in English class. If you guys need, if you're a high schooler listening to this podcast and you need some spark notes, save yourself the trouble. Yeah. You come to the expressive boys. What book mm-hmm. do you want us to, to kind of break down for you? Or if you're a principal of a high school and you need substitute teachers, no problem at all. We're Easy. happy to do it for a small, small fee. Yeah. $6,000 a piece. Per day. Per day. Um, Plus tips. We only do one <laughs> class though. Yeah. So. I get drained. <laughs> get so drained. <laughs> it's a personal thing. You ready for topic number two? Topic Brandon. number two. So. Here's what we got. A couple weeks ago. The Espresso Boys... Um, not only 
broke down. Well, okay, let me just start off by saying this. We got a new boy on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we haven't even done the. We haven't done a proper we introduction. Done a proper introduction. Um, what are you doing? You all have heard of him. You all know him because we love him so much. It's Carlos Torres, and um, he's been the one that's been ultimately producing the podcast yeah. in a big, big way. And like, if you've enjoyed the way that it sounds, or the little are, bits of things he's added in, those little like yeah, those little, little nuggets, voice in there, effects, or little it's all him tidbits. Like we got nothing to we got nothing to to do outside yeah. it. So it's all him. Um, I asked him when I was saw him last time, like, what, what's your, what's your title? Cause you know, as you know, we gave everyone here on the Express Boy podcast a, a certain Express Boy title. I'm the cute boy. I'm the bad boy. We got Samantha's Dylan Baker. the first lady. Dylan Baker's a paper, paper boy. boy. We got all uh, sorts we of got, stuff. We got all the boys. Um, and he specifically said, I put a lot of thought in this and it's Doughboy. He wants to be the Doughboy Express Boy. Okay. Hey. I'm not, I'm not against that. I love it. I think that's great. That's so his, I want to introduce. his heart. Oh, I'm there for it. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, I'm just long for the ride. I want to introduce to everyone officially, and um, we will have him on like right here sitting next to us one of these days. Yeah. Uh, well, soon, because he's going to live next door to me here very quickly. But uh, I want to introduce to the world, Doughboy Expressive Boy, Carlos Torres, the producer of the Expressive wow. Boys podcast. That's, That's a big powerful. title. That's powerful. That's a big title. That's, I've never gotten chills like that. In my life, we're shivering over here, um, and uh, it feels good to to introduce him. Now, I I, I want to make sure I introduce him because a couple weeks ago we did a really fun little podcast where we broke down what kind of like melancholy music looks like mm-hmm. and sounds like and feels like and all these different things. And uh, Caleb and I we spoke about a few different songs and we talked about the feel of those those songs. But Carlos, the Doughboy Expresso Boy, what he did was he broke down like what was actually happening in that music, and so we thought it'd be fun to kind of go through. Um, on on Instagram and ask some people, what are some songs you want us to break down? More specifically, we're not going to do that. We're going to have Carlos do that. Mm-hmm. What are some songs you want Carlos to break down? Um, and one of the suggestion was from Isaiah, uh, Miss Fit Z on Instagram, M I S F I T Z E Y. Totally don't know how to pronounce it, but I will say it a little bit slower so you can go follow him because he's great. But follow us on Twitter before M-I-S-F-I-T-Z-E-Y. you follow him. M I S F I T Z E Y. Miss fit C. Okay. He had the suggestion. I miss you by Blink-182. Hello there. The angel from my nightmare. The shadow in the background of the moor. The unsuspecting victim of darkness in the valley. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Where you can always find me. Now, before we get too deep into this, um, I thought it'd be fun to kind of do a little bit more research into this, diving into it. And I will tell you this much, Caleb. I have two pages of notes here on, on, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but I will tell you this much. I've been diving deep into punk pop as of late. Mm -hmm. I hated myself for it, but also at the same time, grown to appreciate it a lot more. So if we're going to go in to dive into this uh, Miss You song by Blink-182 off their self titled album of 2003 i figured it'd be appropriate to kind of take a step back and kind of see what got them there so we're looking at blink 182 the genre of blink 182 if you go on wikipedia it's going to be a handful of different things but the one that we want to focus on is pop punk you heard of it yeah okay let's remove one of those pop let's just focus on punk because that's where it came from now when you think of punk caleb what's something that comes to mind to you 
punk music. Yeah, like if you just are like, and this is, I'm not setting you up for any specific answer, but just like when you think of punk music, what comes to mind? A little bit of angst, Angsty. teenage years, um, a lack of control in your life. Nice. Maybe messy, dark hair. Sure. Baggy clothing. Love it. Possibly uh, a skateboard. That's good. I think this nails it right on the head. Is there any particular band that like when you think of punk and this is what identifies as punk? Oh, identifies it? I don't know if I'm uh, enough of a fan to say that, but I know a big one the kids like is a story so far. Oh, shoot. You're getting. All right. I want to take a step back. I'm going to take a big step. Sorry. Back. No, that's good. I'm no, happy. I'm, you're, no, I'm happy. You're no, there. Brandon. I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Okay. I'm going to take a big step back. I'm going to go all the way back to 1970s where a very notable band came to play in this little ditty, this little group is known as the Ramones. Now, again, fun fact, they're not the Ramones. It's just Ramones. But I always just thought it was the Ramones, but it's Ramones. Now, are you familiar with the Ramones? Yes. Uh, have you heard their little, their little popular song, maybe by the name of Blitz Creek Bop? No. Well, here it is right now. Now this song, I have, I've heard that song. Okay. We all know. We this all song. know that song. Everybody Maybe you don't know the song. name, but you yeah. know the song, right? Like that's what's popular. But like yeah. that's that you know the, you know Ramones whether you know them or not, kind of yeah. thing, right? Um, that was one of their big ones that kind of kicked them off in 1976. That's like what sort of pushed them into that that new fame, the new era of punk music. Now, what's really interesting to think about is the fact that what was popular at that time were songs by Elton John. Okay. Like, for example, creeping in at the top 100 was this song. So to say that the Ramones had a unique sound is not far from the truth, right? Yeah. Like going from Blitzkrieg Bop, that was like what was their hit single to then the Elton John mm -hmm. and Kiki D, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Very unique sounds. Yeah. And so here's the question I wanted to ask our uh, producer and the Doughboy Express Boy. What makes punk music, like when you go back to 1970 Ramones, what is it about that that makes punk punk? Well, Brandon, at its inception, and in many regards to this day, uh, the ethos of the punk sound is loud, simple songs played as fast as possible, usually with only three chords, occasionally breaking away from that, but quickly returning to the standard form. It's a very dry sound, there's not a lot of reverb, there's not a lot of delay, uh, there's not a lot of effects of any kind, and that likely proceeds from the sort of DIY attitude of the punk scene early on. It was a sort of rejection of the more ornate uh, music that had preceded it. Now, whether this rejection was purely due to philosophy or proficiency, who can say? But the sort of self-reliant attitude paired with the focus on aggression and energy over proficiency in musicianship as well as engineering is sort of what gives punk its sound. All right, dope, lit. It's lit. Uh, now, 
since this is in a deep dive into the punk genre, um, we're not going to dive too far into it. We're going to jump forward 20 years. And again, this is a focus on the Blink-182 Miss You song. And we're going to get to that point. But we got to tee it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So jump forward 20 years. And we're going to look at what was kind of like setting Blink-182 up for the success that they had. Ultimately, one of the most popular bands of that genre in that time was Green Day. Now, Green Day was kind of hyping on the punk scene of things, but they had a unique sound that kind of yeah. created this sort of punk pop. That's about every one of their songs. Yeah, but no, that's actually true, though, because then if you listen to one of their songs, one of their more popular songs, what's it called here? I think it's Longview. One of their more popular album, like songs off of their uh, their album, um, Dookie. Mm -hmm. Now, again, tying into the whole idea of what like punk pop was, you can you can get away with naming the album Dookie. Yeah, because it was like think of a so this was in um, the nineteen ninety four that Dookie was re released, and this thing sold over ten million copies. Okay. So it was popping off the charts, and this was like you just did the whole like. Don't want to be an American yeah. idiot, right? But like, that was, I think that was more of like a 2000, late 2000 song or mm -hmm. early 2000 song. And this song that was like their hit single, um, Longview in 1994, it didn't really change that much from what they had in 1994, 2003. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this, still that same kind of like, I don't know if three chord genre was the exact right yeah. term, but essentially it was like this sort of punk pop American pie, like Gator boy, angsty punk, just that was that with genre, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it was really interesting to kind of see how the, they teed it up. But here's another question I want to ask our Doughboy Espresso boy. Where did that different, differentiation kind of come into play between Green Day and Ramones? And like, what what was that big stand apart difference that took place? Now, again, we're, we're jumping between 20 years of music that took place. I'm not trying to get our boy to know just start breaking a sweat over what's taking place but like there was that there was that bridge that took place what's the difference between a band like ramones who are more just punk like that's all there is to it there's not pop to it it's just punk and then green day who's more on the surface of punk pop i would say uh some punk music when it first came around was just always push that was like the new thing so it was always pushing a boundary good I like and that. so now I don't feel, I feel like maybe rap music is now the thing that's pushing the boundary. Yeah. Um, like if you look at punk music, it's not, I, I feel like that's like, like rap is the new like mainstream kind of thing that's pushing the boundary and make like changing and maybe even, uh, I, I don't know. I've heard people say punk rap is the new punk Yeah. in that. Like that is the thing that is, uh, making people like think. Well, what was interesting and Carlos, feel free to chime in on this. Um, I think you're right in that that same kind of way is that like, and we'll get to this more that the more I get down to this mm -hmm. whole point of where we're at with uh, the Blink-182 Miss You song. Um, there, I think that the genre and the cultural shift that kind of took place shifted from that punk genre to more of the like rap and hip hop and R&B or whatever you want to kind of classify And you can look as. at... Uh and I'm not even, I'm not a huge fan of this very specific sub-genre. Sub you could do like XXX. Um, he's a little bit of a mix between like punk and rap. Yeah. 
And there is a lot of that stuff that's kind of coming up right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's interesting going from like going from that Green Day genre, like the pop punk, uh, listening to songs like Longview from Green Day. It's one of those songs that you just if, if you were born in the late if you're born in the 90s or even early 2000s, you you know that song, you know, the band, you know, like the genre and everything like that. But what was interesting is that you kind of see this sort of re- revitalizing of the punk sort of mu- movement happen in that in genre of what Green Day is creating. So not to say that punk was dead by any means, but like it was different. And I think Green Day did a really good job and amongst other bands. Now, again, listen, for all you viewers out there that are like trying to, you know, nitpick and all that stuff. Listen, I know there's a billion other what bands. about bowling for soup? Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, I get it. I get it. But this isn't about them. This is about Blink-182. Yeah. We're just trying to find that seam, like, you know, that, that stream yeah. through that, that point. Um, but you got these bands like Blink-182 that ultimately, um, sorry, Green the Day, way. they did in fact pave the way. Uh, to set bands up like Blink-182 into this giant success. But also in addition to that, you have bands like um, Sum 41, The Offsprings, Billy mm-hmm. Talent, mm-hmm. and all these other great bands of the 90s. Um, but Blink-182 was kind of on their own. I feel like they are they were the... You mean more, Green Day or Blink-182? Blink-182. Okay, like cool. we're, we're there now. Yeah. We made it. Um, again, Green Day, I think, teed Blink-182 up to kind of fit into that genre, and they did something unique with themselves. Um, but Blink-182 was a monster of a band. Do you, like, did you ever listen to them as yeah. a, as a youth? I listened to them, a, uh, probably early high school is when I started listening to them. So a little bit, I mean, they weren't even big by then. Really? I started high school in 2012. So like they weren't big in 2012, there you but go. so okay, I listened so to them later, but I started. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting is like, okay, I, this is actually very cool that we have this like later end of the spectrum mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, I I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, I remember listening to them when I was young. I remember when the album came out. Yeah, not that point, but I definitely for sure, I was born in 1992. I had a few years in the 90s under my belt to where my dad was like working at Skip's Music down in Sacramento and he like knew all okay. these big, I'm just saying, he just knew all these Jeez, like nice dude, big bands. Flexing and, like, on me. He wasn't, he just, he, I was familiar with that good old fashioned rock and roll Heard what would now consider pop punk kind of music. But you got these first two albums by Blink-182. Um, their earlier albums like Cheshire, Cheshire Cat mm-hmm. and Dude Ranch. Trash in my ears mm-hmm. to this day. I'm sure a lot of other people appreciate those albums a lot. Uh, when I had to listen to them this week, it was a nightmare for me because it was very much that like stereotypical skater, like fast, 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 punk kind of music. Not into it. But what really kind of hit their stride was um, their album Enema of the State. Mm-hmm. And that is the one where you had all of their freaking hits. All just all them juicy, juicy yeah. hits. And I'm not exactly sure what kind of led to that point of like, was it, you know, those first two albums, I think they hit a big cult following that just kind of pushed them into that next space. And the same thing happened for Green Day in the earlier years. They had um, their first album, uh, Kerplunk which was another one of just like, it kind of hit this big cult following and they got their, their record deal or whatever. Same kind of thing happened. I think for Blink-182, they had their first two albums that hit that, that genre and they hit mm-hmm. that crowd for what they, what they wanted. But then Enemy of the State, they kind of, that's when they stride sort of went into play of the Blink-182 that we know 
Now the other two are again just like fast, fast, hard hitting. This is rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Enemy of the state. It's like the it's Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, that's the stuff that we know and love. Um, again, I don't know. I, it's the stuff that I, I know and love. I don't, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, yeah, this other stuff is better. I don't know. Let me say this: I have a deep appreciation for punk rock that um, I think it started in middle school into high school. And then I don't listen to it that much anymore. But when I go back to those bands, yeah. Oh, I have such an appreciation, such a nostalgia for yeah. it. And what I'll say is I have very few friends who have the same kind of nostalgia for it, which bums me out. But my good friend, friend of the podcast, Braden White. Nice. He's got that same thing. Nice. I love it. We can, we can talk about Weezer isn't quite as punk rock, but no, a little but bit in the same, same yeah. vein as Green Day. He's got that same thing. So yeah. love that about him. So what's interesting too, going into like back to Blink One Eighty Two here, so you have this um, the their album Enema of the State. Uh, that album was released, I think it was like ninety seven or what was it? Ninety eight. No, it was ninety eight. Ooh. And no, ninety nine. It was released in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. But what's interesting is you kind of like look into what was happening between two thousand seven and 2001 and i think at this point this was like the peak of pump pop punk and it was about as good as it got right here in this moment and again to go back and uh there was one song i can i can't remember the title of it but it was on their uh uh take off your jacket and pants album by blink 182 mm-hmm. and it was all about their it was just the most raunchiest song ever and it was like, that's what you can get away with because you're a pop yeah. punk and you can just do that. But then it fit the genre of like the American pie scene mm-hmm. of everything. So it was just like skater kids being bad boys that whatever it was, it was like, it was perfect for that scene. So 97 to 2001, I think that was like the peak, but everything from that point, it started to kind of go down a little bit. And we talked about this in our, maybe even in the first episode, quad 106.5. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> KWOD quad. Um, They had this event called the twisted Christmas. And, uh, when I was doing all my research, it felt really good to be like, Holy crap, this is lining up. <laughs> like this is all making sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, quad twisted Christmas in 2003. Now, again, from the times of two, 97 to 2001, the peak times in my observation of pop punk, they were killing it from that point. But from that point, from 2001 on, it just started to kind of dive down mm-hmm. a little bit. 2003, Quad had a twisted Christmas and it was introducing, not introducing, but like really highlighting popular bands like The Used, My Chemical Romance, Blink-182, um, Hoobastank, Atreyu. Mm-hmm. Like all of the bigger bands that you can think of being like really popular of that genre and in that time of that pop punk. But sort, now like, you know, we're getting into those later years of that pop punk. So it's not necessarily kind of, it's, it's sort of fading out of that genre, but mm-hmm. more getting to a more alternative alternative rock and like this type of thing. So it's interesting when we go all the way back to this point of Blink-182, Miss You, this was a, a song coming off of their self-titled album in 2003, a couple years off of their peak, and now kind of diving into that area of like, this is not like the genre is essentially dying. And to add validity to this, which is again of like, doing all my research I'm like this is this is lining up in yeah. a big big way dude ranch their first album that they they made blink 182 made uh sold 1.1 million albums enema of the state their most popular album by far through and through uh sold 19.5 million albums wow 
killed it yeah. like in a big, big way. Right. And that was the one where it was like Adam's song and like any popular Blink-182 th- song you can think of. It was probably on that album. Yeah. And then from that point, take off your jacket and pants, 16.2 million. So we're seeing a little bit of a, a dive. A little bit of a dive. A little bit of a dive. Still good. Still solid. I'd be happy if we sold 16.2 million uh, Espresso Boys uh, comedy albums. Mm-hmm. Which we will. <laughs> Which we will. Because <laughs> you know how comedy albums you are so big go. right now. But then you go down to 2003. And this is their Blink-182 self-titled album. 9.2 million copies sold. Mm-hmm. So I was having this conversation with Samantha, the first lady Espresso Boy. And uh, we're like, she, I was telling her like, ah, this is like when pop punk started to die. She's like, I disagree completely because there was so much that was going on. Like I listened to all these different bands. I'm like I, I, you know, I listened to certain bands as well that would kind of fit that genre. But as far as mainstream goes, 2003 was kind of like a nod to what was, was happening in the past mm-hmm. and kind of saying goodbye to what was like now kind of going forward. And so when you listen to songs like miss you by blink 182 and you listen to it, listen to it through the perspective of like, this is our farewell tour, so mm-hmm. to speak of like, we've seen the decrease in we'll this never genre. never be this big again. Bro, yeah. it's so much more different and to listen to it. Like, I, like <laughs> this is just the Enneagram 4 coming out of me, all right? Tasha Zwanziger, welcome to the podcast. Enneagram's are real, it exists. All right, Caleb, accept it. Uh, no. But, dude, listen to it through that perspective. Listen to the whole album through mm-hmm. that perspective and it's like, this is kind of sad. Brandon's getting a tear right now. <laughs> like, I have to wipe it off in the old cheek here. But it was so interesting to see because it's like, you know, obviously I seriously, seriously doubt that Blink-182 was writing Miss You with the perspective of like, I miss the genre or I miss the miss what once was. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at it through that lens, it's like, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes sense. Because again, dude, like Dude Ranch, again, Enema of the State, take off your j- j- uh, jacket and pants. And then they go to their album. It just went up, 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 down, 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 mm. down. And then their next album that they made after that was almost 10 years later in 2011. So they knew full and well. Yeah. I think we hit our stride, boys. Like that might That's be it, it for boys. us. This was their last album for almost a decade yeah. before they actually released something different. So it was really interesting to me. I had, a, I had a thought while you were talking and we could end on this cause we've gone a little bit over, but you walk in any guitar center. Okay. What do you see? Every employee looks like they peaked yeah. <laughs> when that album yeah. came out. Oh dude. No so kidding. I think that's an important album because people are like, I mean like they still look like they're from that for sure. When that album, they haven't changed their clothes since then. Not a bit. That album was like, instrumental in so so many people's lives in that genre of music yeah so it's no, pretty amazing i so. think so too i think like and i think that's just like one of those weird you know you see a lot of different bands that will never change their style and change mm-hmm. the genre and like august burn red um they had a moment and maybe we'll talk about them one day in the future but like they had a bit there where it was like they changed too quickly and it was like all right dude no one's ready for that kind of adjustment so i feel like there's a big challenge with yeah. bands of that try to last throughout the years so it's like all right, we've heard this before or like, whoa, what are you doing now? Like there's a Macarena in your, your band now. It doesn't make any sense. That's one thing I love about Weezer is that people say like, oh, green album, best album. And it's like, yeah, it's a great album. You can't compare their new stuff to their old stuff in that like the times have changed, but they're exactly the same. Yeah, they Every album through is through, exactly, which is and I love I that. Them. That's why I love it. <laughs> it's so, because like I know what I'm getting for every album. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, yeah, there's no surprises. I love, I'm a big Weezer fan. I'll listen to their new stuff, their old stuff. And if you're complaining about their new stuff, um, then just realize that the times have changed and they haven't. Yeah, and So that's, that's true. why you don't like it. So Blink-182, self-titled album. Here's my takeaway from it. Um, listen to it through that lens. Like through the lens of, I guess this is what made me appreciate all my research that I was doing this week of having gone through listening to Ramon's Sex Pistols and like all these big old, excuse, 90, me? excuse me, all these old <laughs> uh, punk punk bands uh-huh. and then going through the genre and like through the change of making my way to Green Day and then going to Blink-182 and all this kind of stuff. Listen to a couple of those songs, dial into those a little bit and then go to the Blink-182 self-titled album and then listen to it through that lens of like, this is now kind of Blink-182 hitting that, downward spiral and i don't mean to like belabor this point at all but my chemical romance was another one that kind of hit that mm-hmm. pop punk genre yeah. but then they made a big change to their second album the black parade and it was more of an alternative rock but it didn't kind of stick and the use same thing their first album ridiculous the best one they could ever do the second one after that was like i don't know this is kind of different it happened around the same time mm-hmm. that all this transition was taking place and going back to your point too, I think that um, rap and hip hop and all these different, like those types of genres, I think they did kind of sneak in and own that stage a bit more to where they're like now they're the the provocators of well, there was the culture there was a transition. This. It was punk music, Michael Bublé, sure. hip hop. Well, I mean we that's natural. That. That's the way yeah. it goes. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the deep dive into um, Blink One Eight Two. Miss you. And uh, we're going to continue to do this until we get sued for copyright infringement. Until um, our podcast get pulled from Apple Music. Exactly. <laughs> uh, until that time comes, I'm your bad boy, Express Boy, Brandon Thomas Dive. I'm your cute boy, Express Boy, Caleb Techler. Thank we you so much you. for listening. And we love you. Nah. Thanks.